Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about how to think like a thin person, right? So I'm talking about a lot and people say, well, how do I do that? I don't know how to do that. Fair enough. So I'm gonna go through how to approach that, right? Not necessarily just how to do it because thinking like a thin person, I don't overwhelm you, but yeah, it's kind of like learning how to speak another language. It's not too much different than that. Um, learning how to play the piano. I mean, it's a long-term commitment to learn how to think differently. There's nothing I can just tell you and just all of a sudden you think different, okay? So that's the first thing I just wanna share with you that it's a, it's a commitment, it's a path you walk in life. I'm constantly learning how to think like a thin person. You know what I mean? I'm always tweaking it, working on it. Things change, situations change. So that's the first part of it. It's not like you just get a brain transplant and just think totally different. Just like, again, if you're gonna learn another language, like when did you learn the language? You know what I mean? Like you, you keep learning it. If you speak English, right? You're, just, you're always learning new words, new ideas, new concepts, okay? So that's the attitude is that it's this never ending process of learning and growing and evolving into a person you wanna be so that you think like a naturally thin person, okay? That's the goal. Now, how do you think like a thin person? This is where it gets interesting because, yeah, there's obviously general concepts that you're going to be thinking in terms of, um, but it's also going to be balanced against who you are. Right? So, again, the way you speak is unique to you. The way that you're going to be thin and at your goal weight and healthy in the way that you want to be is going to be unique to you. Right? So, again, this is when it comes to dieting, we just want to be told what to do. You just want, well, I, I, and again, in my program, right? So like I'm giving you all of these mantras, you know, ultimately my program, there's like, like 70 weight loss mantras. You know what I mean? They're parts of thinking like a thin person for sure. But which ones are going to resonate with you? Which ones you're going to take and tweak a little bit? You know, who knows, you know, but I want to make that point that this again is another attitude um, focus is that it's not just about me telling you do this, think this way. And that's the thin person. It's giving you concepts and ideas that you take and turn into your own, right? The way that you speak, you you know, you've heard people speak English or whatever language you speak, and um, you you take what they they gave you, and then you kind of make your own way of speaking, okay? And so um, that's the attitude piece of it. All right, but now let's get into some nuts and bolts. How do you actually think like a thin person? And the thing about thinking is that it all comes down to the questions you ask because 95% of your thinking is in response to some question that you're habitually asking that you probably don't even realize that you're, you're asking yourself. So a lot of times overweight people are asking questions like, why am I so addicted to sweets? Why, can't, why don't I have any willpower? Why can't I lose weight? And these types of questions cause us to come up with answers to them, true or not. You know, these are the questions we think about. And, um, you know, it's, it's important to recognize that if you're always thinking these things, you're going to produce these things in reality. OK, so your thinking, your mindset ultimately is the most important factor dictating your weight, more important than your genetics, your metabolism, your hormones, all of those things. Your mindset's most important. So the, way, the quickest way to change your mindset is start asking better questions. And the questions become, how can I live at my goal weight easily and naturally? How can I lose weight comfortably and enjoyably? How can I get myself to eat healthier foods in a way that feels manageable? How can I eat less unhealthy foods in a way that I'm okay with? Do you hear what I'm saying, right? So these questions really dictate everything that follows. And as you start to install better questions that bring you in the direction of where you wanna go, you start to generate thoughts and a mindset of the person you wanna be. 
And that is the practice, right? You're, you're literally, you're practicing, you're developing, you're working on becoming fluent to think like a thin person, right? And so again, you gotta make it your own. But, but again, it all starts with a question. So what questions are you asking yourself? And as you make these better, more solution-oriented questions that are aimed at your goal, you just keep working on them. You know what I mean? You keep mulling them over and you keep tweaking the thoughts. You keep improving the questions. And before you know it, you think completely different day in and day out um, so that you can be the person you want to be. All right. So start today by asking the question, how can I lose weight easily and comfortably? Start playing with that and see what comes up. Okay. But stick with that line of questioning. How can I make this easier? How can I have fun with it? Challenge yourself to think of some answers for that because you will come up with some. And it'll be very interesting to see what you come up with and how much those answers help you to create the results you're looking for. All right. So give that a shot. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. Here, I just got to see something real quick. <laughs> My dog chewing on everything. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, thoughts on Ozempic, et cetera. I think very lowly of those things. Um, Uh, I don't. I don't think very highly of Ozempic uh, for a number of reasons. First one being, sorry, <laughs> is that take care of some? Um, yeah, Ozempic. I, I don't. I don't like it. I mean, if you're a type two diabetic and your 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 glucose levels are so high and your insulin production is so low that you're in danger, then yeah, I think that's a great idea. If you're a person who's struggling to lose weight and you're gonna use Ozempic to lose weight, um, you might wanna reconsider that. It's a, it's an intense, intense medicine. I have some clients on it. I mean, if you wanna feel nauseous all day, if that's how you wanna get rid of the food noise is feeling nauseous forever, then great. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, so so yeah, but but it's a, it's a major decision. Again, we live in this world where like these intense things are minimized, right? But taking Ozempic is an intense decision. It's an intense medicine. I mean, take a look at it. I was, that's one of the few medicines I've seen where it's like there's the big headline and then like right under it, almost headline font is how, um, you know, it, it is how it might cause thyroid tumors. Do you know what I mean? Like that's just, that's the thyroid tumors. Never mind. It's, it's expected to make you nauseous. And so, I mean, if you're at the level where that's what you're going to do and you're going to put that stuff in your body forever to manage your weight, that's not the solution I would want to go for. Now, I know people get desperate, you know, but um, I don't know. You know, everyone's got to make their own choices, but certainly it's not the one, the path I'd want to go down. It would be a very, very absolute last resort. Now, again, this is coming from someone who understands how to influence a mindset, you know, how to think like a thin person, you know, so it seems extra silly to me, you know, but... Um, I understand people are desperate, so I'm not, I'm not making any judgments on it. I know how people get into that space where they, they want to do that, but um, it, it would not be my my first, last, or any choice. What's your best advice to replace the habit of snacking? Replace with drinking water didn't work. Um, yeah, okay, Laura. Um, okay, so, you know, here's the thing, right? And so my program, everything's really comes down to there's blueprints, right? So there's a mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. Ultimately, it's your eating blueprint, your lifestyle blueprint on a physical level that are going to dictate your weight, okay? But it's your mindset blueprint that's going to dictate those things, right? So, um, but when it comes down to snacking, for example, it's really about identifying your worst habits. Let's say you, you figure that out. Snacking, you have a bad habit of snacking. Okay. So then you want to start noticing when the snacking's happening, okay? And so people aren't, you're not snacking all day long, most likely. 
You know, it's probably happening at certain times of the day. So you almost want to stalk it like it's prey and you want to start to really understand. So again, what, what I do a lot of times, you, you just, because yeah, you're just, I want to try and replace my snacking. You don't know anything about your snacking. You really don't because most people have no idea about their behaviors because most of your behaviors are subconsciously run. You know, you got a subconscious part of your mind and a conscious part of your mind. The conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part that knows you want to lose weight, knows what you should do, tries to get you to do it. That's where your willpower is at. And then your subconscious mind, the part of your mind that runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So while you're snacking, you don't have to remind yourself to snack. You just kind of naturally do it, right? So a big part of changing your eating is learning, is becoming aware of when you're doing things, why you're doing things, how they're happening, and then starting to come up with better strategies and solutions. So yeah, I mean, maybe drinking water didn't work and there could be a million reasons why it didn't work, you know, to be completely honest. Um, so it's not that water didn't necessarily work. Um, the way you tried using water there didn't work, you know? But, but here's my point. And maybe water is right, maybe it's not. But regardless, it becomes a solution. How can I replace the habit of snacking? But you gotta know when it's happening. You know what I mean? Like you don't have a lot of awareness on it. You subconsciously do because all of our behaviors are subconsciously triggered by the environmental cues, right? This is why most of us snack at certain times, right? We're not snacking all day long. It's in the afternoon at night. You know, it's, it's certain times it's showing up. So the more you start to understand where the snacking is happening, the more you can prepare for it and come up with different strategies to um, go around it. But I will say this, don't, who gives a shit? So what? So you tried water and it didn't work. You must've learned something. And what's didn't work even mean? You know what I mean? Why? Because you did it and it worked for three days, then it stopped working. So what? <laughs> Again, this is the, what the biggest mindset mistake, I swear, after people thinking like dieters. But one of the biggest ones I see, and this is because you think like a dieter, because you think that you're going to start a diet on day one and just be perfect with it and that's it. You're just going to be perfect until you reach your goal weight, which is so stupid because you have to learn how to be a thin person. You have to learn and practice changing your behaviors. You've probably been snacking for decades. And so all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to drink water instead of snacking. And it's like, oh, it worked for three days and then it stopped working. Oh, shit. Well, no, you just need to reinforce it. You know, what we're talking about here is like training, reinforcement, behavior, you know? And so knowing what to do and being able to do it are two totally different things. And so just because you know you should drink water instead of snacking doesn't mean that you're just all of a sudden going to drink water instead of snacking. You have to keep reminding yourself. You have to keep reinforcing your reasons why you want to do it. Um, and you just have to keep reminding yourself. It might have worked because you were really hyped up the first couple of days and then you kind of lost focus and forgot about it, went back in your old habit, you know? So what do you need to do now? Maybe you just need to remind yourself, hey, the water worked, let's do that again. That worked well. Maybe it didn't work well and you need to find something else too, okay? But it's a completely different mindset where it's very solution-oriented. What's the goal here? I want to get rid of the snacking and I'm going to keep on working until I'm rid of it. But that, that attitude will get you a lot further. But, but great job taking some action too, by the way. I want to I celebrate that as well. If I eat my BMR, will I lose weight? Um, I don't know. Try it out and see, you know? Again, because of my approach to weight mastery, it's not bound by time. See, you're all diet thinkers, right? You're all thinking like dieters. So it's like, you just want to hear, how fast can I lose the weight? Don't even talk to me, Jim, unless it's about how, how much am I going to lose this week, you know? And so that's why you're always in the same exact spot, though, you know? So what I would suggest is eat your BMR. See what happens. See what happens. You know, you lose weight, you don't lose weight. Okay. If you don't lose weight, then you, you have a structured way of eating and now you can strategically cut something out and lower it a little bit, you know? But if you, once you have some patience, the whole process changes. You can be way more strategic, which is something you're not. <laughs> like most people when it goes to their weight loss have almost zero strategy. Do not confuse tactics and strategies because every diet out there is a pure tactic. It's one tactic. 
you know, don't eat for 16 hours. Don't eat refined carbs. Don't eat fat. Um, don't eat meat. Just eat meat. Whatever it is, it's like one tactic because they're like, oh, people are overwhelmed. They can't, you can't confuse them with too much stuff. So give them the simplest plan ever. And it never works, you know, because you need a full holistic strategy. But, you know, you just keep falling for it because it's like a carnival trick. Well, I could do that. I could stop eating, eating carbs. That's all I got to do is stop eating carbs. Easy. Then you go to do it and you realize, oh, shit. 80% of what I eat is refined carbs. Oh, shit. What am I supposed to eat? But, um, you know, people just keep falling for it and falling for it and falling for it. So you, you can't, you know, um, but, but play with it, play with it, eat, eat at your BMR, get used to it and then see if you lose weight. I don't know. Um, Kiva says, I want to thank you for helping me think differently. You are welcome. That's why I do this. Hey, Salmonator. I always love that. You got one of the coolest usernames. I like that one. It's fun to say too. Um, you should have like a license plate. That's like a license plate. Um, username. Hello. I hope you're having a good day. Don't forget to drink water. Well, thank you. All right. I didn't forget. I've been drinking it all day. Thank you. That for reminding me. What's the best way to beat a sugar addiction, please. Um, yeah. Okay. Two parts, right? First is mindset. Second part's physical. First is mindset. Go watch a documentary on sugar. Okay. You, you live in, we all live in a society where they're always minimizing the damage of sugar, very much like cigarettes in the fifties. You know, where people were smoking all the time, didn't even know they were unhealthy. How the hell is that possible, right? How are you putting smoke into your lungs every day, multiple times a day, and not realize it's bad for you, <laughs> you know? But the human mind's very powerful. So if we're conditioned to think about cigarettes as not, yeah, it's not a big deal, you'll be fine, then that's what we believe. And so it's the same thing with sugar right now. We, we live in a society where sugar and flour and processed foods are always minimized because, Jesus, it seems like most of the economy, most, I, I mean this, it seems to me like most of the economy is built on people being overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of money being made selling you a lot of food, you know? And so um, a big part of what drives a lot of that food consumption is sugar and flour. And so there's a, a strong, you know, a strong push to get you to minimize the, the damage that sugar is doing to you. So that's the first thing I do is break out of the sugar trance and wake yourself up to what it's doing to you. Very unhealthy, you know? It's, it's the closest thing to cocaine we got in the food category, you know? And so um, you might want to look into what sugar does to your body after you consume it. A 10-minute video will, will help break that trance a bit. That'd be the first step. The second step is to cut down the sugar. You know, I always tell myself when I'm going to eat sugar, I'm like, if I eat this, this is sugar cravings on layaway. You know, as soon as I start eating the sugar, I know I'm going to want more sugar within 90 minutes, you know? And so you, you cut it down. You know, people ask me, well, how do I... People, I get that all the time. How do I deal with my sugar addiction? You know, that's like a cocaine user saying, how do I deal with my cocaine my cocaine cravings? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if you could put, keep putting in your body. Now, that's coming from me. I eat sugar, but I eat it very, I treat sugar like I treat alcohol, you know, and I'm, I'm very careful about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it because it's a powerful substance. You know, again, we live in a society that we're always minimizing what this sugar is doing to us. And, um, you know, whatever. I was just thinking this today. You know, when I was growing up, I used to go to the dentist and I just thought it was normal, you know, two, three, four cavities every time, every time. So that's just what it was. I don't know. Soft teeth, I guess, you know. And uh, I stopped eating sugar. I haven't had cavities. I've had three cavities the last 30 years, you know. That's just one example, you know, and that's just something you can see what the sugar is doing to you, you know. This shit is terrible inside your body. I'm not going to get into it right now, but it's like, go watch it. Go, you have to educate yourself. You've got to take some action. But that would be what I would suggest is go watch a documentary, see what sugar is actually doing. Because you know, I shouldn't eat sugar. I don't want to gain weight. It's just some distant future thing where it's like, oh, I shouldn't do it. Watch it and see what it does. See what the sugar does to you within 10 minutes. You know what I mean? That's going to change the way you think about it. And then actively seek to cut down the sugar. 
and that'll help as well. So again, mindset, mind and physical, you know. Um, can you discuss eating for fuel versus enjoyment? I feel like every meal is an event versus for energy. Oh yeah, that's a good question, Staminator. And you're right, um, especially in America. And it's meant to be that way for a number of reasons. You know, it's it's funny. I was watching something. This was really just, was shocking to me in a sense. But it was, um, someone was talking about like, if you go to like an Italian restaurant, any restaurant you go to, like an like ethnic sort of place, it's like the foods you're eating there are like the celebration foods from that country. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like, we get a whole, we're surrounded by celebration foods. And then all these processed foods are really sold as entertainment. Believe that, right? And pleasure and reward. And it's all tapped into all this emotional stuff. And so, yeah, I think, I, I mean, I have what in my program, I call, I call the living vitamin strategy, right? Because people are happy to take a stupid pill to put a vitamin in their body, but God damn, if they'll eat a salad or fresh fruits and vegetables, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, and I don't blame anyone for this because we live in a culture that it's, it's a, it's what they call it. I, I can't say the word out loud. Like I, I know it, it's like, uh, it's obesity, but it's, it's obsogenic, obsogenic. I got to practice saying that. I read a lot. So sometimes I say words funny because they're not pronounced. But anyways, long story short is we live in an environment that's very promotes obesity. Okay. Um, and that's a big part of it is that we're really, so everyone's weight problem is really comes down to emotional eating. And the reason that is, is because we're constantly conditioned to use food for emotional, um, as an emotional management strategy. It's like the main emotional management strategy people have is food, probably the most common one. And so, yeah, you're right. Like to eat for fuel feels, it's almost like sad and depressing, right? So it's like if I eat food and, and I don't know, I don't know how you're ever going to change your weight if you can't get a handle on that. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, I don't know, like I, I, the worst words I could say, right, is that you should probably get used to eating bland food once in a while, right? It's like people lose their minds. Oh my God, bland food, life's too short. Yeah, what can I say? You know what I mean? But I eat bland food. Um, I eat bland food in the morning and at, in the afternoon. And then at night, even my dinners during the week are kind of blandish, you know? Because why? Because they're for fuel. And most, I'm not saying that you can't eat for fuel and have it taste really good, okay? But what I am saying is that what's really good? If really good is your processed, hyper palatable foods, then you're fucked. Because if that's what you're basing it all on, then that's... Because think about it. There's, these foods, these hyperpalatable foods are so off the charts, so completely unnatural, that if that's where you want to stick your, your flag in the, in the land of being the normal way to eat, then God bless you. Good, good, go, go ahead. Because <laughs> I'm not having that conversation. And if you're not willing to change how you eat somewhat, then you're never going to lose weight. I love like... I'll do a video sometimes and it's like... People are like, oh, he had me until he said I couldn't, I had to eat healthy. Well, the tough shit, tough shit. If you don't want to eat healthy and you're not willing to let go of some of the pleasure. Listen, and then where does this come from, right? So I'm Greek. I grew up in America and my dad was known as an eater. Like literally people would say he, they didn't say he's a foodie because he wasn't a fancy eater. He loved food. He would get good food, but it wasn't like fine restaurants. He knew where the good places were. This guy knew where every Greek restaurant was on the East Coast, and we went to all of them. He, he was just known as an eater. He worked hard, like, awesome guy, but he was known as an eater. Overweight. He was technically obese. He wasn't like morbidly obese, but he was obese. Um, gallstones, you know, gout, the whole thing, heart issues, ended up having a heart attack and died at 54. Okay? 
So for me, you know, when I think about the food thing, it, it has a different meaning for me, you know? Now I had to unravel that shit because I was his kid and he was my hero. And so when I was a kid, I used to eat, like I ate lobster and clams and all this other stuff so that I could feel like I was like him. I'd eat a lot of food and I'd do all that just so I could be like him, you know? Now I remember like when he died, I was like, oh shit, that, that it's probably, and I was nine. I was like, that, that probably something to do with eating and the health. And I was like, I don't wanna go down that path. 10 years later, I'm 50 pounds heavier than I am now. Eating like crazy, drinking, binge drinking, the whole thing. And it's like, so yeah, how important is food to you in, in terms of enjoyment? I don't know that that's a question you've got to come up. You I've, I've done a lot of reflection on this. You know what I mean? But it's a question you're, you're right on the right track where you want to go with it because how, how we eat now is, is fucking nuts. It's, it's, it's absolutely insane to the point. I ask this all the time just to prove a point, but if I took you and dropped you off in the woods and said, I'll give you a million dollars, I'll give you a million dollars. If you can spike your blood sugar, now, you spike your blood sugar in the woods. I'll give you a million bucks. Okay. Short of finding a beehive, you're not, there's not a chance in hell you could spike your blood sugar. Not even one time. I could leave out there for a month. You're not spiking your blood sugar. You're not even close, you know? And now you look at the modern world, you're spiking your blood sugar four, five, six, seven, eight times a day, every day, every day of your life. Yeah. What's that going to do? You know what I mean? So, yeah, if you, the eating for fuel and enjoyment's a whole thing. You know, so that that's been a process of mine. I certainly I, I eat more and more and more and more for fuel. You know, I still have my enjoyment eating and I enjoy the hell out of it. But it's 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 moderated, just like my I'm the same way with alcohol. I like drinking alcohol, you know, but um, my life is not enjoyable when I'm enjoying alcohol every day of the week. <laughs> OK, my life gets a lot more enjoyable when I enjoy alcohol two days a week, mildly enjoying the alcohol. OK, and it's been the exact same thing with food. So. Yeah, that, that's a path, and that's that's the hip, that's the programming. You know what I mean? That's the mindset work is how you think about food, you know, because that is what happens because you go and you start your first day of the diet, and you're like, okay, well, but emotionally you feel like a wreck, you know, because you haven't had your, your emotional management strategy been ripped away, and you don't have any other ways to manage your emotions, you know? So, yeah, I get it, you know? So th that's the big question. I, I know I'm not answering it in probably that satisfying of a way because it's such a big question. It's like, that's like my program. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my whole program is how do you, you know, be good? How do you be excited to eat for fuel instead of just eating for enjoyment? And, and how do you manage that process? Because it's, it's a bit, that's a big question. So yeah, I'm not surprised you're struggling with it. I, I but there, I couldn't just give you a simple thing, obviously, right? But you're on the right path. That's a great question to ask, and I keep thinking about it. I think about that question all the time, and and everyone should, I think, because we live in a society that's constantly trying to get us to overeat and eat shitty foods, and just doing it's every food is a celebration. Having a shitty day, get a bag of candy. Having a shitty day, go get some chips. You, you know what I mean? Like so, yeah. You you've got to ask that question and gave some content, some um, some answers to it. I've got a bunch of answers to it, you know. Love your content. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hello from Malta. Thanks for your information. You are welcome. Um, ah, Sam Nader already is my license. I knew it, right? It had to be. That's awesome. That's cool. Oh, thanks for the great advice. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Um, I feel like I don't even like healthy foods. It's so much effort, too. Shake my head. Yeah, yeah. Harsh truth, but you're right. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. And, and you don't like healthy foods. I, I've, I've thought about this. I was thinking about this last year. I was spending a lot of time thinking. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, you know, because, because you know, like, why, why is it like when you eat a cookie, right? Why is it that you can eat a cookie? The experience of eating a cookie is so much different than eating a carrot, 
right? Do you know what I mean? Like I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this. I'm like, what, what kind of world are we living in? Why don't we like the carrot more? Like we've evolved, you know what I mean? Like, like for the best traits. To, so why wouldn't we want to eat healthier? You know what I mean? Instead of the shitty food that's killing us now. Why do we, why are we doing that? Because we need the cookie. What's going on? I mean, your, your dopamine's really, oh, do this again. Do this, this feels good. Your reward, your pleasure center's lighting up. All this shit's happening. Why? That's the interesting question. And what's happening there, a big part of it anyways, is that the, the cookie has a lot of calories in it, okay? And so a big part of why you enjoy the cookie isn't because it tastes good. It's because the taste indicates to your body and mind that there's a lot of calories in it. And they, they did this because they did a study with mice where they put tubes into their stomachs, so they couldn't taste anything. They put high qual high con calorie content food in there and um, low calorie content food in the in the stomach. And when they put higher calories into the stomach, they released more dopamine. So that makes sense, right? Evolutionarily, that the more calories you consume, the more your brain says, "Yeah, eat this, eat this, eat this," because that that supports your survival. Okay. And so when you eat the carrot, there's just less calories in it, and so there's less dopamine, less excitement to keep eating it. So that's understanding that's kind of the starting point that yes, like pleasure foods, unhealthy foods, hyper palatable foods that have been engineered for you to be addicted to them are always going to be more enjoyable. You know, for me, like for me, a night, a night drinking, you know, some beers is always going to be more fun than a night I don't. Do you know what I mean? Like a night where I eat pizza and uh, ice cream sundaes every day when I have tuna melts and chips is always a more fun day for me than a day of eating salads and eat brown rice and, and you know, chana masala that I might make. Do you know what I mean? D definitely. So yeah, how do you overcome that? Because that, that, that gets to the heart of it. But I, I like where your head's at because this is a fundamental question. And if you spend some time on it, you'll start coming up with your own answers. But you're crystallizing the question. This is the question we all should be asking ourselves. I'm asking myself this all the time, you know? And so... um. You can't allow the dopamine to control your eating, you know? Now, I'm not going to get too far into the dopamine right now. I don't have the time for it, but there's two dopamine circuits. You have a dopamine desire circuit, which funnels through your limbic system and is the more emotional one. This is the one, like, you you, you think about having a bag of M&Ms, and then you really want to have them, and you, you eat them, and you spike that dopamine. And then there's a dopamine control circuit, and this is more the one, like, I don't know, when you commit to going to college, right? It's just, like, day-to-day day day shit. It sucks, right? But you're doing it in... in you know, for some bigger reason, you know, and that circuit wires through your prefrontal cortex. So what I have done consistently, I call it hypnotic dopamine manipulation, which really is just a fancy phrase for I'm consistently through my hypnotic programming, programming myself to really value that bigger goal, the, 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 and to, to let go of the daily, you know, um, spike of spikes of dopamine. But it's a great question. You know what I mean? Again, I could talk for hours on this. You know what I mean? Because this, to me, gets straight to the heart of it. You know? Because, yeah, it's hard to feel like, well, and this is, by the way, this is the cornerstone of why I have in my program, it's five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. I think you need both of them. And I think the biggest mistake dieters make is this bullshit idea they get in their head on day one. Oh, I'm just going to eat clean until I get to my goal weight. No, you're not. You're not. 99% of you are not going to do that. If you haven't done it yet, you're never going to do it. It's never going to work for you. Never. You're never going to start a diet on day one and just stick with it until you get your goal weight. So my plan is to wait. Again, my, my whole approach is so practical. You know what I mean? It's real. It's, it's not the bullshit diets. You know what I mean? They're just, God, I, I'll tell you, nothing could be easy in the world for me. I could make a diet today. I could make a diet today. I wouldn't do it because I've got 
you know, morals and, and a conscience, but it would be the easiest thing in the world because people are just suckers, just lining up suckers for, for diets and they never get, never catch on. <laughs> but anyways, but, but, but it's about, you know, it, it really is a, a reframing of what you're even doing here and realizing that, again, this is why I like the five two because you need to have some pleasure in your life. You need to have some enjoyment from the foods. It's fun. You know, it's there, but you need to moderate it. You know, and um, there needs to be clean eating time if you're serious about your weight and your health, you know, um, but you're probably not. <laughs> don't, get, don't get upset when I say that, because I always say this, that, that most likely if you're watching this, there's a really great chance that you don't even want to lose weight. Honestly, you probably wish you wish you'd lose weight. You know, you're confusing wish and want. Um, you wish you'd lose weight. You wish you'd wake up tomorrow and just start eating great and you know, all that, you know, and again, that, that gets to a whole other thing where you keep thinking some, there's some future you, some ideal you just waiting, you know, waiting Monday to be dusted off and just jump into action. <laughs> and you're going to hit this Monday where you're going to start Monday and just be perfect from that on, you know, and you really hang your hat on that concept, you know, but anyways, that's how you wish, you know what I mean? Because you just someday, someday, no, but anyways, so, so wanting it is like, you know, you probably on a scale of one to 10, you probably want to lose weight, like actually take some action and do something to make it happen. You're probably in the two, three range, you know, but I say that not to be an asshole. I say it so you can clarify what the problem is because you're making a big mistake by saying, oh, I want to lose weight more than anything in the world. And I'm just not, I, I can't make it happen. And you're taking all your power away by framing it that way. Cause that's not true. You don't want to lose weight. Most likely you like, what have you done in the last week or two to lose weight? Thought about it because thought about it doesn't mean shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thinking about it doesn't mean a thing, you know? It's mental masturbation. Just, most people are just up in their head, and, you know, well, well, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to, what's today? What's today? Oh, Tuesday? Ah, oh, shit. This week's blown. Monday. I'm going to do it Monday. Yeah, yeah. Monday. Oh, wait, though. There's a new month coming up. Maybe I'll wait till then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is that the conversation you're having? I know it is. So it's like, you know, you got to get clear and you need to make a commitment and you got to, the first thing you got to do to lose weight is you actually got to boost your motivation up to a 10. And it's nowhere near that. Don't believe. Let me read with some of the comments. All right, let's see if anyone any disagree with that. Um, oh, Vicky, what's up, Vicky? Life will be too short if we continue eating addictive foods that are designed to taste delicious. Yeah, exactly. It's just true. What can I do and eat emotionally? I want to get to that. <laughs> um, so let me. Yeah, let me. I, I so let me just prove the point because I know you're probably all mad. I, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I think about it all the time. Okay, great. But let me ask you this: Imagine the person in your life that you care the most about, that you love the most on this planet, was kidnapped, and the kidnapper said, "If you don't lose weight in the next month, you'll never see this person again." And I'm gonna put all your favorite foods around your house, and you can't you can't move them. You have to stay out in your house, right? Would you have any trouble losing weight? right? <laughs> because you'd be motivated. That's what motivation feels like. Now, it's an unpleasant thought experiment, but it's one just to prove the point that you're not motivated, you know? And so recognize that because you can get motivated, but you're making the biggest mistake you're making mindset-wise is that you think you're really motivated and you're not. You're not. You've been conditioned to think like a dieter and a dieter just jerks around in their head thinking about how they want to lose weight and how they're going to do some plan someday and blah, 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 blah. You know, and how long? I mean, look at, look at honestly, how much weight you lost this year? What have you done to lose it? Oh, I tried keto. That didn't work. Well, yeah, every diet's fucking stupid, you know? <laughs> and not that I like parts of keto. I like intermittent. I like parts of all the diets. They all got some legit aspects to them. But this idea that you're going to start on day one is a perfect you and then just do it because you're so impatient. You know, that's the part that's killing you. You know, it's killing your weight loss completely. So you need a practical plan. And my plan, it doesn't matter. It's funny because someone asked the other day, they, they signed up and they're like, they're like, wait a second, do I have to start the diet plan tomorrow? It's the day before Easter. 
I said, there's no fucking diet plan because that diet plan is the kiss of death. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, oh, how can I start a strict plan? I always joke, my plan's the only plan to start on Friday. Why? Because you start the first day and you listen to a hypnosis session for five minutes in the morning. And then at night, you listen to a 10-minute hypnosis session. Okay, that wasn't too hard, you know? Then you start working on your eating in a strategic way where you don't fix it all at once. Because why would you fix anything all at once? Why? Because you're impatient? But we, if we were going to be strategic and what's the most effective strategy, trying to fix everything all at once is not, not it. That's not the best strategy. <laughs> you overwhelm yourself. That's why you can't start a plan now because you think it's too hard. You don't want to do it because it's too hard. Why don't you start a plan today? Why don't you do it? You want to lose weight, right? <laughs> so why don't you do something? Because you're all or nothing and you don't want to be all today. Guess what? You don't want to be all any fucking day. <laughs> you want to be all for about five days a year. So you should stop basing your weight loss on being all. And you should start basing it on how you typically are, which is nothing, <laughs> and start being a little less nothing. Because you know why? It's a lot easier. It's a lot more sustainable. And you'll still lose some weight. And then once you get used to that, then you can be a little less no, nothing. A little bit better. Because you can get better at being thin the same way you get better at absolutely everything else in life. A little bit at a time. Oh, God, but I'm in a rush. <laughs> I want to lose the weight this month. Well, then you get what you get. <laughs> what can I do when I eat emotionally? Okay, when you eat emotionally is find out why. You're, what emotions are you eating for? Are you eating to feel better because you feel depressed? You're looking to feel um, happier? Are you eating for enjoyment? Are you eating for rewards? You worked hard, hard all day. Find out what emotions you're eating for because that food is a shitty quality of that emotion, but find out what emotion you're trying to get and then start asking, oh, I'm eating for relaxation. Hmm. Okay. Is this eating relaxing? Oh yeah, it is, Jim. It's relaxing. Eating my ice cream is the most relaxed I am all day. Okay. Well, how, when you're not eating that ice cream, the other 23 and 40, 23 hours and 45 minutes of the day, how is eating that ice cream helping you relax? Is it helping you relax? Is your weight, your health, are those things helping you relax? Because you keep eating this ice cream every night? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? So again, it's all mindset and how you're seeing things. But to eat emotionally, the first thing, the first step you want to do to fix it is figure out what emotions am I eating for? Am I eating to not feel emotions or am I eating to feel positive emotions? Which one? Primarily. It's a little bit of both. And then start asking, how can I feel that emotion in ways that have nothing to do with food? That's what I would suggest. Um, do you think that there's a big link between eating and aging? Um, yeah, obviously there's a huge link between eating and aging. And I know what you mean. I'm not going to be a wise guy. Um, obviously you got to eat, you know, you're talking about like age, aging quicker. Well, of course it is. I mean, again, spiking your blood sugar, right? Which we just take for granted. It's American pastime. Uh, but again, I, I make this point. If I dropped you in the woods, you literally couldn't even spike your glucose. It's so unnatural to spike your glucose levels is what I'm trying to say. It's, it's unnatural, completely unnatural. Like in, if you lived in the natural world, you'd spike your glucose levels like maybe five, 10 times in your life. Like when you found beehives, you know what I mean? And so now we're doing it five, 10 times a day. You're every day of your life. And what's that doing? Spike glucose levels is inflammatory. Releasing all the insulin is inflammatory. Um, all the fructose that goes to your liver is inflammatory. All the processes that creates in, within the system of your body, inflammatory. So yeah, it all links to aging faster and, and shittier health. You know, how to lower leptin, please. Well, I mean, the simplest thing is just start eating healthier foods, you know, um, relax, sleep better. You know, these are things to help your leptin signaling, you know, um, so that you start to, you know, pick it up and know when you're eating. The other thing is eat more fiber, you know, because leptin's one, one part of what signals you to feel satisfied. 
You know what I mean? But the bigger part I'd focus on is the ileal and colon break. And um, if you eat more fiber, there's more stuff in your intestines and it makes you feel fuller. You know, does flavored water break a fast? Um, I mean, I don't think so, but it depends. It depends what your goals are, I suppose. Um, I would think flavored water would, I don't know if it'd make it easier or harder, you know, like soda. Soda's no good. Um, would flavored water break a fast? I, I don't know. I'm going to email you. Yeah, do it, Salmonator. Let's get you on the right path. Cause yeah, if you're having that trouble, that's a, but it's a great question, but, but yeah, we'll get you on the right, right path there. Clarifying, eat clean for five days and two days of pleasure eating. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yep, that's the plan. Um, I lost 11 pounds in a week. Wow. I lost 11 pounds in a week, but I plateaued and I need another kickstart. I'm still doing the same thing. I want to lose another 80. Well, I would say 11 pounds in a week, there's no, you're never going to be able to lose 80 pounds doing that is what I would say to you. Because whatever you did to lose 11 pounds is probably sounds pretty extreme. I mean, it must have been close to water fasting. And you won't be able to, be able to do that very long. All right. Um, hello. Is your program live sessions or recorded? Um, my program's a combo. There, there's some, like, there, there's a lot of hypnosis. So I deliver through your phone. Again, it, it's about being practical. I, I kind of meet you with where you're at. Because the hardest part of starting anything is remembering to do it. You're a busy person. It's hard to keep up with new things, right? Cognitive overwhelm every time you start a diet. So what I do is you download the app and then every day when you wake up, there's a message from me um, with a link to your hypnosis session. And then at night, you know, there's a link to the nighttime hypnosis session. So the hypnosis sessions come automated automatically. Then you get a membership area where I, I teach you through a video, the program yourself thin technique. You learn that right away because you use that at night too. It's a one or two minute self-hypnotic programming technique. And then there's a lot of trainings to go through the blueprints, okay? So you fill out your own blueprints. And then every Tuesday, which I'm about to do one in two minutes here, every Tuesday and Thursday, we have live coaching calls where I work directly with you. And that probably is the most valuable part, but I mean, the whole system's valuable and I'm about to do an upgrade on the whole thing, um, which I'm really excited about. The hypnosis sessions are, are killing it, okay? Because this is a program I put together in January. I've been doing versions of this program for a long time. I've been private coaching for years and I wanted to redo the group program. Um, and so I got another upgrade coming up and I'm so excited about it because it's just, it's simple, 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 simple. So I can't wait to share that with people. But yeah, so it's a combination of live um, live coaching and then, then the rest of the program's recorded so you can re-listen to things forever. I know the rest doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. How to stop eating from boredom. Um, start doing more interesting things. And I genuinely mean that. Um, again, a lot of people have been conditioned to use food as an emotional management tool, but it's a shitty one. And if you're eating because you're bored, that's the shittiest way to entertain yourself that I can think of. You know, that eating is one of the worst ways to not be bored, okay? Pick up a hobby. There's gotta be something you wanna do. Use that time and do something that's intrinsically interesting and motivating to you. First class state of mind. Hey, what's up? I was just I was just looking at you um, today. I, I, I saw your thing and I was just looking, I saw you changed your name. Um, all right. Yeah. Good to see you. Good to see you. That's what I've been doing. Eating high protein, low carb, low insulin response foods. Yeah, that's great. Make sure you add more fiber in. What's the best fiber? Fruits, vegetables, greens, and beans. What about fasting? Does flavored water break a fast? Um, I mean, no, I don't know. Who gives a shit? Cause it's like what the fasting people, like the fasting police are going to, you know, arrest you if you drank flavored water instead of regular water. You know what I mean? Do what works for you. If it works for you, do it. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know why I if you yeah, I don't want to get into fasting stuff. I'm a huge proponent of hypnosis. That's how I quit smoking. That's awesome. Great job. 
Yeah, hypnosis is, if you're not using hypnosis to make changes in your life, I don't know how you're ever going to make a change. I, I genuinely mean that because your subconscious mind's in control of all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So what you're trying to do with weight loss is you're always trying to fight against your subconscious mind. That's why it feels like you're fighting against yourself because you are, you know? So again, what we want to do is we want to use our conscious mind to reprogram our subconscious mind so that your subconscious mind learns how to do the things that keep you at your goal weight on autopilot. That's what your subconscious mind does. It runs your autopilot behaviors, right? So when you change that, you change up the results you're getting. But what you're doing is you're trying to fight against your subconscious behaviors. And that's why it never works and it never lasts. You could be on a diet and lose weight for a year, two years. You make a mistake, you go right back to what you always did because you never change your subconscious programming, you know? So that, that's the goal. So yeah, that, that's the best way to do it. Um, flavored water does break up fast. It signals sugar. Yeah, sure, that makes sense. Um, all right, everyone, have a great day. Uh, remember, if you haven't done it yet, go to my bio, click that link, go get the hypnosis session. Once you do that, you uh, there's a training waiting for you, three steps to master your weight. I suggest you watch it if you have any real desire to want to master your weight. Um, and uh, you can, I got videos here coming all the time. I got a couple coming tonight that I think are pretty good. Uh, my YouTube channel is Jim Katsoulis and the podcast, Program Yourself Thin, is all over the place. So go start listening to it. And now just listen to it. Once you listen to it, maybe even before you listen, just trust me. It's going to be good. So click that little review. Hit some stars or something. Uh, get that thing out there. All right, everyone. Have a great day. Talk soon. Bye.